Daddy D. If it ain't going down at the Bunny Ranch, it ain't going down at all. It's going down, going down at the Bunny Ranch. Hello, hello, and welcome back, listeners, as well as viewers. My name is Alice Little, and I am a legal sex worker here at the world-famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch, located in Carson City, Nevada. Today, I've got one of my favorite people on the planet with me. <laughs> she is a fellow redhead, a troublemaker, an incredibly intellectual lady from the Sagebrush Ranch, Delilah Ray. Hello. Oh, you're here. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited. I've wanted to do this for so long. Oh, it's finally happening. It's happening. It's happening. Happy dance. Happy dance. Yes. So as everyone can see or like not actually see, you are wearing a hat. Would you tell us a little bit yeah. about why we can't see you? Yeah, so um, I am one of the ladies at the ranches who chooses to not show my face. I like to say I guard my own privacy as carefully as I guard yours. Mm. And so for the viewers, I was going for like a heading to the derby theme. Let me know if I like hit the nail on the head, I guess. I'd, I'd say so. As an ex-jockey who yes. loves the derby, yeah, hat hat is on point. I'll, I'll be honest, like, my goal is to go to the Kentucky Derby and, like, the most ostentatious, huge hat, like, people five rows behind me can't see anything. But, no, um, there's so much stigma around being a sex worker, and I've been a sex worker since I was 19. I started when mm. I was getting my first two degrees. I love it. But unfortunately, the world doesn't always choose to love us as much as we love them. Oh, gee, you mean sex stigma is a thing? <gasps> Apparently, what two consenting adults do with their naughty bits in a room by themselves or with others is not okay. It's not okay. Mm -mm. Obviously not. We should pray the rosary. Yes. I mean, like, I... Clearly, I need to go to church on Sunday. Oh, God. Well, maybe you are just like masquerading as a church lady today with that. <laughs> like a really sexy church lady. Like. Yes, I'll roll with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So as such, you choose not to show your face. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. It really is a big choice and declarative statement to assign your like name as well as your face mm -hmm. to this industry. It's one of the reasons, too, why many of us choose to use stage names. Exactly. And I mean, it's, it's such an interesting phenomenon because we love sex and we love to talk about sex workers. But the minute you find out someone actually is or someone has actually seen a provider, oh, no, we can't do that why? It's it's ridiculous because it's almost as if to say that that single trait or attribute or act suddenly defines who you are as a human being. And we don't do that with any other profession. No. And think of any other type of intimate relationship you have. If you're married, you are not solely defined by your spouse. Or more specifically, you're not defined by what you and your husband or wife do in the bedroom together mm, mm -hmm. you are so much more than that and I do a lot of activism in sex work and in different areas um, I do environmental activism I do uh, violence anti-violence yes. work yes oh yeah so we've so needed yeah and unfortunately the reality 
of this world is if people find out that I also love and embrace sex work, I could lose credibility. And that's weird. That's weird. Stop doing that. Yeah, it's Let really... Let me show my face. Yeah, <laughs> it's really unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it prevents you from being able to advocate on that next level for sex work issues Mm -hmm. because it's almost as if to say, oh, if they are for this, then whatever other opinions and work they do in other areas is suddenly less than and less valued. Which, if you think about it, sex work, especially when you talk about just advocacy for healthy relationships, advocacy for healthy intimacy, advocacy for healthy, pleasurable sex... Being oh, a sex worker yes. adds to that. It it really does. And it's just really ridiculous to think that society is still very limited in their viewpoint. But it's nice to see mm-hmm. that things are changing. I'm sure, yes. as you've seen in politics, I believe 2020 is really going to become the year of the sex worker in mm-hmm. terms of conversations around decriminalization. Oh, yeah. A lot of states have some really positive legislation moving forward. And so, you know, check your state. Lots of good things happening and lots of activism that needs further support, too, Mm -hmm. because none of these other outside initiatives so far have been successful. And unfortunately, that still leaves us as being the only state that has this beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons, too, why so many do travel here from out of state to participate in the legal system that we have here. And sex work is just, it's beautiful. Like, that sounds hippy-dippy. It sounds hokey. It sounds hunky-dory. It's the best, though. But it is. There is something truly unique and beautiful about this industry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those of us that participate within the space as providers gain so much oh. from our guests in terms of knowledge, experience. Yes. It very much so goes both ways. It does. I have learned so much about myself and the world I live in and just everything by learning from my clients. Mm. And I've been able to teach my clients so many things. It's such a beautiful give and take and such an experience that I envy people who don't get to have it. Yeah, it's almost like an not just an exchange of emotionality and intimacy, but Mm -hmm. almost an energy exchange at a certain level because you are participating in this very unique place together in a way that we usually as humans don't get to interact anymore. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, our society doesn't exactly encourage intimacy. or intimacy or communication. Or touch. Yeah, I... Think of how touch-starved Americans are. Preach. Preach. Like, just think for a minute. When is the last time you as a listener had a genuine, just a hug, just a long 30-second genuine hug? For women, it's a little more acceptable. If you and I were to walk down the street and do a big hug. No one thinks oddly of it, but male Male touch, however, is so stigmatized. Oh, it's not gay, no homo, no homo, man. Like, yeah, my it, dudes, calm down. Hug your friends. Like, just Please. as a favor to me, give give your friends hugs, lots of hugs. It's good for your brain. It is. I mean, if babies need held, if children mm-hmm. need held and touched, why do we think we suddenly outgrow that it's adults? It's ridiculous. And they've actually done studies. I can't quote them. I'm sorry. 
I left my encyclopedia of research about oh, sex at home. Oh, it's fine. I do this like every other episode where I'm like, well, actually, your fun fact for today. Oh, no. No, go for it. Yeah. No, um, they've done studies that show when you add intimate touch, whether it's platonic, like just two friends, family, like dad hugging son, mom hugging dad, sister hugging brother whatever or um even romantic and sexual touch if you increase the length of time you hug it releases more chemicals and endorphins in your brain and can actually be so important for managing depression anxiety a huge thing with depression is we isolate Mm -hmm. i'm depressed i'm not getting out of bed and then you get into this never-ending cycle of yes. no touch, no touch, no touch. And even just adding hugs, even just adding sitting close to someone on the couch and cuddling. like watching Gosh. a movie together, like romantic cuddling, my favorite thing in the world. Platonic cuddling, also super awesome. Hug your friends. Yes, hug your friends, hug your family, hug everybody. I love the whole free hug movement. I believe yes. that it's such a positive message and positive it energy is. to just put out there in the world and we need mm-hmm. more. Can, in a world that has so many issues, we need more love. And a world that has so many barriers to getting that, it, the, it is radical to look at a world that says we can't touch and start to. Mm-hmm. It's, and it increases empathy. It's just, <sighs> someone keep track how many times I say hug your friends because hug your friends. <laughs> Seriously. And it's like, just just do it. Don't just hear it. Actually put it into action. Take the time, like get to work tomorrow, bring in a box of donuts and give all your coworkers a giant freaking hug. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Because two cute redheads on a podcast told me to. Okay. Like, it's fine. That's a good reason for doing literally anything. Cute redheads told me to. Like, I agree with this. Right? Like, like, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Education yes. aside, we're redheads. So therefore we're right. That's just how the world works. Sorry. It's in our <laughs> DNA. You're welcome. <laughs> there's see another reason to come see redheaded sex workers we're right and we'll tell you why we're right <laughs> i'm nodding for those who are listening and not watching but i'm also laughing and trying not to do like the giggle like giggle, the giggle, seal clap. laugh where you're yes. just like hey <laughs> just we are the dorkiest people on the planet really are like sex worker stereotypes oh sex workers must be so sexy with their high heels and champagne and partying and limousines dude we also want to just hang out in a library with a bottle of wine and have Mm. a great conversation and share quotes back and forth like i'll be honest i only pretend i'm cool like I'm not (laughs) my comic book collection in my room oh god like i'll say i'm cool and then it all goes out the window real quick. I'm not. I just pretend. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I just I just play glamorous girl on the website. Right? It's okay. We're real human beings. <laughs> we actually watch TV and Netflix. We actually have real life conversations with each other. Uh-huh. We actually are very passionate people with feelings and thoughts and emotions beyond, oh, hey, do you want to have sex? I mean, like, let's be real. Hey, you want to have sex is a fun line. I do very much so. You know what? Let's talk about that. Yeah. What's your thoughts on dirty talk? 
I love it. I think dirty. Okay, so I'm going to sound super nerdy. So, like, stop me if I get weird. It's okay. But um, we talk a lot, especially in sex work, about the importance of consent. Mm. It's a really important thing that everyone knows what's going on at all times. No one's surprised. Dirty talk is a great way to bring ongoing consent into a sexual experience. And it's also a way to see what's working for your partner. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a great way to check in. Hey, is this working? I love it when people check in with each other during sex. I don't care if it's me and you or it's a whole orgy. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite lines is, tell me how you feel right now. Because it gives someone an opportunity to genuinely answer without being like, you feel good right now, don't you? That's putting words in someone's mouth. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you ask it as that open-ended question where there's not a yes or no, and someone actually then has to put language to sensation, you're able to relate to it so much more so. Sorry, we're not mind readers entirely here. I mean, we are good at reading body language, which... Again, important skill you can learn from sex workers. Well, and it's also, it is so erotic and so fun and just thrilling to hear exactly what I'm doing to a partner, exactly Mm. how I'm making them feel. I can feel chills up my spine right now. Ooh, my toes are curling. I can't. That little gasp of pleasure. Just like, (gasps) yep. Mm. Yep, mm. it is. It is that like that involuntary pleasure response that is just yes. Who like I love when somebody grips the bed sheet because yes. it feels so intense. And you know and they're like if they could, they'd be shredding it. And dirty talk is such a great way to get to those moments. Tell me, what exactly do you want me to do to you? Oof. Yeah. What if Oof. I put my hand here? And I dragged it slowly up your thigh. Would you like that? And then you're asking for the consent in there too. You're checking in with your partner in such a sexy way. There's never a bad time in sex to ask, how does this feel? There's never a bad time to ask during sex, do you want me to do that again? What would you like next? Yes. That's a fun one. Yes. And then what? Another way to kind of keep it going. If you could have me do anything to you, what would it be? Tell me mm-hmm. what and you see such, us it's doing. It's such an erotic and sexy way to check in. And it gives everybody in the bedroom a chance to, that little niggling thought in the back of your head that you really want to try Now you can say it Mm -hmm. and then we can do it. Yes. It's a safe place to genuinely share your feelings. Mm -hmm. Like I recently did a fun, silly thing for Area 51 where I decided to do Area 69 and do this whole all out there thing with alien fantasy and abduction play and medical implements. But at the same time, it wasn't just silliness. There actually is a genuine interest in those types of activities and they are okay, they are valid, and they are welcomed most importantly. Yes, and seeing a sex provider like me, like you, like any of the ladies here is such a great way to give yourself a safe, informed place to explore that fantasy. 
we've all had that one thing we've wanted to try, mm. but we don't know what it looks like and we're not really sure what to do with it and we're not sure how to tell our partner or we're not sure how to talk to a new partner about it. And so it just, it sits in your stomach yeah. and in your head and it lingers and it grows and, and it you're just... And it can disrupt the kind of sex you're having. It does because if your mind is constantly going back to a fantasy and you're not acting on it in a way that's safe, sane, and consensual. Yes, risk-aware, consensual kink. Yes, it's a thing, it's important, and it's something that so many of us choose to practice here. Exactly. And there's also a difference, too, between safe, sane, consensual, and risk-aware kink. Yeah. You figure with SSC, or safe, sane, consensual, Mm -hmm. everything is 100% safe, we're not taking any risks at all whatsoever, whereas with risk-aware, consensual kink, we're acknowledging hey, I want to touch your throat and have my hands on your body. This could be a risky activity. Let's talk about how to do this as safely as possible, Mm -hmm. being risk aware. Exactly. And it's also breaking it down to, I think I might really like this and I really want to explore it, but maybe I don't. And that's okay. This changing the kind of sex you're having does not disrupt the sex you're having. Oh, no, not at all. If you're, like, I really want to try being tied up. I have always, well, I have been tied up. I enjoy it. But pretending I'm a client, and I really want to try being tied up. Yes, oh, I've never been tied up before. I don't know if I'm going to like it. it. I'm a little afraid. What if I don't like it? Can I take it back? Can we untie me? Exactly. But then can we still, like, have fun? Is that still okay? Like, could we do something else? Is that also okay? And seeing a provider gives you so many tools for, one, communicating all of that to us. Because, again, not mind readers. Please mm-hmm. give use me, your words. There's no such thing as too much information. It's true. Tell it's me true. I've, tell me you've never tried this. Tell me that you really want to. Tell me your, you know, fears, insecurities, hopes, ambitions. Tell me all of that. And yeah. that's just saying. Oh, yeah. But once you t- have that conversation with a provider, it's so much easier to have that conversation with partners. Yeah. Like you figure sex workers model positive consent language around yes. sex and unfortunately we don't have that modeling of correct negotiation or conversations no. anywhere in our society it's not on tv it's not in books if anything we see some really dangerous constructs portrayed yes. on tv and we laugh at them like they're funny like one of the sexiest things a man can say to me or a woman can say to me because i like everything is can I kiss you? Mm. Just that way of starting an encounter. We're already setting up good communication. Mm-hmm. You know you can ask me. I know I can tell you. Mm-hmm. May I is another great, yes. simple way to just kind of lean in and right before you close that gap, may I kiss your lips? Mm. And then you're like looking at them in the eye and getting that intensity going. Yes. It makes it safe it's meeting somebody rather than forcing yourself upon them Uh and it creates the opportunity for like this ebb and flow almost of energy where everyone's contributing to it and it just Mm. continues to build and grow and everyone adds to it and oh I like this could you do more of that touch me here 
yes, I enjoy that. Oh, I'm actually ticklish. Instead, I'd like you to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ooh, when you mm-hmm. touched me like this, this is what I felt. Yeah, that sent a shiver up my spine. Do it again. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> And, and like, if you think that sounds hot right now and you're like, oh my God, I wish I had sex like that. Well, just come into the bunny like, ranch and the sagebrush ranch. What are you doing? We're here. Hi. Hi. We exist. We do this a lot and it's fun. Hi. My <laughs> name is Atlas Little. And I'm, I'm a Delilah sex worker. Ray. This is what we do. And, and like I said, it's your experience with a sex worker is not just that experience. You're going to take those healthy communication. You're going to take the tips and the tricks we show you, and you're going to bring that outside of these walls. And you are going to be a better lover. You are going to be a better provider yourself with mm-hmm. your friends or not friends. Well, sometimes people sleep with their friends, sleep with your friends. If everyone's consenting, it's Hug fun. your friends, sleep with your friends. It's fine. Exactly. Uh, there's just so many different ways that sex workers are really able to help people improve their lives. Like, are you able to share any specific stories with us? Yeah. So I'm trying to think of just one and that takes a minute. Um, Mm -hmm. one of my specialties is people with disabilities. Yes. Yes. So Um, necessary. Yeah. So one, let's talk about how disability comes in a lot of shapes and forms and does not deny you the ability to be a sexual person. Gee, you mean people in wheelchairs have libidos? For those who are not watching, I did the scream face like shock. Ah, what? No, and it's how we talk about sex and disability so gross and creepy and... It infantilizes people. It's it's disgusting. Like it is. I do not have a physical disability, so I cannot speak to personal experiences of other people. That is not my job, but I can say what I've done with people, Mm -hmm. giving people the chance to really explore their bodies Mm. and what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and the ability to explore a partner's body. Hey, I'm paralyzed from the waist down. How here's, do here's I Here's where move? sensation stops. Yeah, here's where sensation stops, but this is where things feel really good. You have more erogenous or sexy touch zones than your genitals. Yeah, a absolutely. Lot more. There's a little spot behind the ear, back of the neck, down the spinal cord, mm-hmm. the inside of your wrist. Like, yes. Yes. And and so many of my guests with physical disabilities, loss of limb, have said that their sensation spots have changed and yes. if not evolved and become hypersensitive, exactly. where it ends up working in their benefit. And that's just such a beautiful thing. And I love being able to mm-hmm. learn so much from that lived experience, exactly. getting to connect with people. Well, and figuring out what positions work. Um, someone may not be able to lay flat down. Okay, do we use a wedge? Yes. Do we use pillows? How do we arrange our bodies to make things pleasurable? Mm-hmm. And sciatic pain, let's yes. go ahead and use a sex sofa. Oh, yes. you have some difficulties with your hips. Did you know that you can actually use a sex swing to get the same kind of momentum without mm-hmm. having to use your hip joints? Exactly. Um, 
back pain. We like there's a lot to work through. I also work with people on the autism spectrum. Mm, again, very very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shocker. You're still can be a sexual person if you want to be. And what I have found with a lot of my clients on the autism spectrum, just giving space to explore. Like this is going to sound super weird, but desexualizing sex. Yes, just a tiny little bit by deconstructing it so yeah. it's an understandable concept. And because okay guys, Let's all be really, really honest here. At some point in your life, you just want to be like, wow, I wish I had a vagina because I just want to take a look and touch and like see what's going on down there. Well, and think how terrible our sex ed is. That is a normal, normal thought. Wanting to look at someone's body, wanting to learn what these parts are, what these parts do, how these parts work is normal and it is healthy. The difference is most of us are so inhibited by our own stigmatization of it that we don't feel comfortable asking for that. Whereas someone on the spectrum may not have those same limitations and ambitions and stigma and actually choose to then have that learned lived experience. And it enhances your sex life because if you know what parts are, how parts work. Anatomy, physiology, Trust me, those two things are your superpowers in the bedroom, not your penis size. Like, that's not the thing at all. Pro tip, penis size doesn't matter. It doesn't. And also, penis and vagina aren't bad words. They're body parts. Get over it. Thank you. And also, vagina is the interior. The exterior is a vulva. Do-do-do. Today you learned on the Bunny Ranch podcast. (laughs) See, we're educational, informative, and sexy. (laughs) And, but even with that, helping couples reconnect. Oh my God, yes. How How many people struggle with that? Yeah, how many people have been in a relationship and they love their partner? They are just so in love, but there's a disconnect. Bringing a third person into the bedroom is not inherently a wild, crazy, kinky threesome. It can be that. That's fun. But that's not the only option. Sometimes it's like your computer breaks. Okay, let's go ahead and call like the experts to come by and fix my computer. Oh no, something's not going right in the bedroom. Let's go in to a sex worker and have them help us troubleshoot what's going on. Having a sex worker who knows sex toys, sex toy materials, and can help show you Mm. who Mm -hmm. can give tips, can give tricks, can add to the intimacy experience. Adding a third person in the bedroom, especially when they're a sex provider, does not devalue your relationship. No, and the whole thing too is it's not a competitive thing where it's you versus the sex workers. So many women feel like sometimes that ends up being the case where they're Uh getting compared to, and it's not. It's it's a a complementary. It is a triangle with even sides. We're all working together toward a common goal. Orgasms, yeah. I've actually had women come see me. Mm-hmm. Whether they want to explore their own sexuality, which high five, 10 out of 10 recommend. Explore, play. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it again. Yeah. We and the whole thing is stop. you still learn more about your body and mm-hmm. more about yourself in a safe way. Well, and I've had women come to me to learn how to orgasm. Yes. How many women have not had an orgasm or have had very limited orgasms? Because we don't 
teach about it. No, instead, the misconception is that sex is over when there's ejaculate. And it's like, actually, there's there's two people. There should be two orgasms or more. And there's Maybe a lot more. you can. And even just like some people who have difficulty orgasming and the difficulty orgasming is inhibiting their sex Mm -hmm. because they can't get there. And if they don't get there, they're doing it wrong. And if they don't get there, it's bad, bad. Yeah. No, we put a pressure on ourselves and there's no reason for that. Again, these are just, just a small handful of examples. Yes. What sex workers are able to do for people, why to come see a sex worker, what you can learn from a sex worker. Like, gee, if you haven't come for a visit yet, I'm really curious to know what, what's stopping you. Why not? Yes, that's the real question, not why should you, it's why shouldn't you almost. And what I want to hear is what questions do people have about their sex life? Like what, what is that barrier that you have, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, what maybe even spiritual? Yes. What is that barrier preventing you from being the sexual, sensual person you want to be? Yes. Because trust me, sex providers can help. We are experts. Yes. So how do people connect with you, get a hold of you, reach out to you to have these types of experiences? Yeah. So I'm, um, by email, I'm Delilah Ray, R-A-E at sagebrushranch.com. And then I'm on Twitter, Delilah Ray Ray, um, spelt the same, at Twitter. And I always answer all my emails personally. And I would love, like my goal for doing this podcast is I would love to have people emailing me and telling me their stories and seeing how we can connect together and what their goals are and how can I help? Yes, we are providers. We are very frankly, giving people bite nature. And mm-hmm. it brings us so much joy and pleasure to be able to help people in that way. And God, it's just been such a pleasure having you on this podcast. Like, I'm so glad oh. we finally got to do this. I know. <laughs> yes. And so if you have enjoyed this episode, do us both a favor, please go ahead, give it a five-star rating on whatever listening platform you are on. Subscribe. So this way you get the newest and latest and greatest episodes, as well as go ahead and make sure to uh, follow us both on the internet. You can find me I am Alice Little at the Alice Little on Twitter at the Alice Little official on Instagram, or you can always email me Alice Little at bunnyranch.com. We're here. We want to help. We want to have fun together, maybe because we still need Dude, to make that seriously, a thing. Seriously, someone make this two girl happen. Like, Please. holy crap, how has this not happened yet? Like, we're this both is- redheads and we're both short. And we're both really into, like, sex education and communication and consent. And, like, can we just have the sexiest threesome ever, please? Like, that's my podcast ask. (laughs) Email us both so we can do the thing with the stuff and all of us and the... The anyway, fun times. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we appreciate your support. This has been another episode of Bunny Ranch Podcast. And I've been your host, Alice Little. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.